0: Hello and welcome to What Have I Done with me, Caroline Jones. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest to discover how the spark of an idea set them on their fundraising journey. They'll explain why they chose their particular charity and share the highs and lows that invariably come with the intensity of fundraising. At the centre of each conversation is an emotional story of how inner grit and determination can lead to a lasting legacy for the fundraiser and for the charity. boy sleeping night after night in a tent fundraising for a local hospice the idea sounds simple almost idyllic but of course outstanding fundraising ideas require something else Determination, resilience and the ability to resonate with the donor. Max Woozy joined me for a chat all about his multi-award winning fundraising campaign in aid of the North Devon Hospice. What struck me from chatting to Max is that he's still a young boy, still wants to play with his pals and read comics and yet commits himself to sleeping under the stars and articulate his campaign and message so eloquently he also did very well on the test i set him you can find the link to max's campaign and the north devon hospice in the show notes thank you max and finally thank you for listening So Max Woozie, thank you so much for joining me on What Have I Done? I feel hugely excited and honoured to have you on this podcast because you are a boy that has just done something incredible, not for a month, not for six months, not for a year, but for two years. You have been campaigning for your local hospice. Max, do you want to tell me in a in a little sentence, all about boy in a tent. Um, so I'm Max Wheezy. and I
1: started camping outside on the 29th of March to raise money for the North Down Hospice. He just took such good care of my neighbour Rick.
0: And when we say March, which March are we talking about, Max? We're not talking about March just gone. Uh, March 2020. So two years sleeping in a tent in memory of your friend Rick. Now, Rick was poorly and he had hospice care at the North Devon Hospice. Yeah. Did you know what a hospice was when you knew that Rick was poorly?
1: Yeah, well, um, one of our friends um, helps run the hospice, so I, I've known what they do for quite a few years now.
0: And the impact that had on you, He tell me about what he left you and what you decided to do.
1: So, of course, unfortunately, he was um, ill with cancer. And just before he died, he gave me a tent and said, I want you to have an adventure in it. And I said, I promise you I will. And originally, me and my dad went out to Exmoor and went camping there. But we wanted to do, I just wanted to do something bigger and more fun.
0: So you're in Exmoor with your dad and you're camping in Rick's tent. There's just the two of you. Yeah. Quite a small tent. Yeah, because we knew we wanted to get an adventure before we passed away. Wow. And this adventure, where did you, you're, in, you're out in Exmoor, but w- what made you then think this could be something I could do every single day in memory of Rick? What, what, well, was that, what was that change moment?
1: Well, when we originally got home, COVID, of course, hit, and then we were all locked down. I originally started saying for a month can we? Can I sleep outside to raise money in the tent? And she was like, no, it's too cold, it's too rainy, no. And I just kept nagging her. And originally, um, after a while, she said, yes, you're allowed to go outside now. And she thought I'd only last a night and it kind of spiraled from there and got to two years. So before
0: that, were you quite an outdoorsy person? Were you quite adventurous? Um, I love the outdoors.
1: It's my favourite thing to do, go outside, my friends and the family.
0: So she your mum, although was cautious, she probably knew that you could do it? Was it Yeah. Was it a lot of persuading? He, um well my dad's a
1: Royal marine, so he's he knows what it's like to um he loves the outdoors as well. So he's he was quite up for me going out there and camping.
0: But at this point no one thought I presume in your family that it was going to go on for so long you know what was your was there a when, when you set up your just giving page because I, I I love the little sentence one boy one tent lots of teddies and beanos you know and I think back to two years ago you were a boy weren't you you were a boy in a tent and I'm looking at you now when we're giving this interview you're now a teenager you're certainly changed physically back when you were 12 um did you have any sort of nerves or were you just thinking, I'm gonna go for this?
1: So yeah, when I started this of course I was ten years old, so you were ten, sorry. Yeah, so I'm twelve now, sorry. You're twelve, I, I'm sorry. You're ten yeah, no, exactly. No, so of course I started this when I was ten and kind of since at uh, primary school and now I'm twelve in secondary school. So it's a bit of a big difference now.
0: That is a big jump, isn't it? Because a, a, a 10-year-old boy to have that ambition and that confidence to think I'm going to do something outside, outdoors, regardless of the weather. You're a very brave person, Max. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think so. Did you have lots of teddies and beanos with you? Yeah, I think,
1: I think as the years have gone on, my tent's kind of got smaller again now, so all it can kind of fit is a teddy. Um, some books, of the, you know, a torch, me and the dog. So, the, uh, weirdly, the tent's getting smaller now, not
0: bigger. <laughs> you are growing. This is what happens, hungry boy. What when you stand back and you look at the impact? Just tell me about the fundraising element, Max. What did you? What have you raised to date? Um, so, including gift aid, I've raised over seven hundred thousand pounds now. Gosh, that is absolutely incredible. Can you appreciate what that's? meant to the charity um I think the charity have kind of had I I think they're very grateful
1: of the money because they've been very supportive of me um and they've helped me a lot through these tough times giving me snacks and um books and everything to help me out and they've been really supportive helping me and I think they appreciate the money and what what it's helping them with
0: Do you understand the difference that it's made to them? What, 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 the actual impact it's had on, on the, on the your local community? Well, they're one of the only places in Devon that had to,
1: uh, not had to cut. Well, they're the only place I think in North Devon or Devon to not have to cut down on bed services or anything. They just managed to stay the same, which, quite, um, I think it's quite,
0: cool actually. I think it's very cool, incredibly cool, and I know that. You know the the pressure that hospices are on uh, across the country, and it's a huge uh, fundraising is incredibly hard, isn't it? It's really really hard work mm. and I, I was going to ask you, did you have a team from the hospice supporting you and giving you um help on your social media or is that something that you were just naturally good at
1: um so my mum's helped on all the social media she's been absolutely amazing with all of this she's helped run it she's just done social media all on her own um with a bit of help by me so she has done an incredible job
0: and it's necessary isn't it I mean obviously to get that reach that you had the impact that social media has on campaigns I'm just wondering Ooh. if um people listening into this what what advice would you give them what what are the sort of the basics that you have to get right
1: I think just try try and first of all have your ambition and goal and then just try and spread the word about it try and tell your friends and family tell them to kind of spread the word out to help donate to the charity and from then I think where I live a very all quite a small little place where everyone knows each other so the word kind of spread quite quick and it all traveled around quite fast so of uh, all the news local stations around here tried to get in touch with us and it all kind of spiraled from there to go to BBC, Sky and going to Chinese news, to American news and all around the globe.
0: Quite incredible. And what about the, do- the people who donated, who probably you'll never, ever get to meet, will you? Well, how does that feel, knowing that people, people were sort of really connecting with what you were doing? You were this boy sleeping out in a tent and posting on social media and that was having an impact on the money coming in how did that feel to you it feels
1: incredible because these people don't know me they don't know who i am but they're being so generous by just donating money to me and the charity and supporting me through this and i don't know them they don't know what i'm like and anything they just all they know is that i'm a kid sleeping in a tent so just for them to donate money and to help support
0: the charity has been amazing it is amazing, you know, and i I was reading a bit about your background and how uh the impact it has on the family you know get, you when you were going away and you were you were traveling, you would always have to consider where the tent was going, and you know it was a, it, the the challenge that you took on it was enormous
1: yeah there's been a lot of times where um we've gone to hotels in London, and of course we have got to bring the tents on the balcony, and they're looking at us like why is, they've got such a nice room. Why is he sleeping on the balcony? Why has he got a tent? And they're, they're just thinking,
0: why, what the hell is he doing there? So you have to sort of quickly say, I'm a boy. I live in a tent. I sleep in a tent. Yeah, I have to go, yeah,
1: no, I'm raising money. Don't worry, my parents aren't forcing me to go outside. And... <laughs> exactly.
0: And what's, um, going back to the the impact it's had on your life. I'm really interested to explore that. And now are you still sleeping in your tent or are you sort of weaning yourself away from that? What where, what's the plan right now? Um I'm still in the tent and um, originally
1: um when it came to the two years I did say to my mum, if we go on holiday now I will consider going inside. I'll think about it. And I think that night she booked um a holiday to go to Spain. She was like, I don't care now. You're going, you're going inside. I don't care what you say now. You're going in. You've done your two years. I don't care whatever. And so I was like, okay, I've done two years. I'll, I'll take that, fine. And so I'm I'm still trying to stay outside. But as soon as it comes to somewhere like going on holiday, I will go in, inside because I haven't gone on holiday for two years. So I was like, oh, I've got to go on holiday for once. And I think with COVID, no one was really going on holiday either. So I think just to count out um, the country is quite nice.
0: And What do you get from sleeping in a tent that you don't get from sleeping in your bedroom? What would you say is the, the benefits? Let's talk about the benefits of sleeping in a tent to start with. Um, I think one of the benefits is you
1: get away from your parents and your siblings. That's always one of the biggest ambitions. And um, I think also with mental health as well it's quite because when you need someone just to when you're a bit upset or a bit angry you don't normally if you're inside you'll go to your room your parents will follow you and speak to you in the tent you'll just go in the tent and you can just take a few deep breaths, do what you want and you can just calm down your own time and it does help you sleep as well I, I, I don't know how but weirdly I sleep much better out there as well because My parents wake up quite early and my dad's a Royal Marine so we'll go out going to work quite early in the morning so I mean he's my dad he doesn't do anything quietly so he wakes the whole family up by six o'clock in the morning so it's quite nice just to be able to go outside and have a bit of a line.
0: We'll be back with more conversation right after this. Hi you're listening to What Have I Done with me Caroline Jones. And now back to the conversation. And I presume you're connecting more with nature, are you? You've been really aware of the elements and the sounds and temperature.
1: Yeah. And I think nature's gone, oh, yeah, look, he's doing this amazing thing. Right, listen, annoying. And so we had horrible weather. Now, um, I think before I started camping, it was all lovely. And then as soon as the first few months in the tent, we had. I think free storms, thunder and lightning, um, torrential wind. Um, I've had animals manage to sneak into the tent. So unfortunately, the the wildlife's not been 100%.
0: No. Me. Animals? To give me an idea. What are we talking?
1: Um, so we've had red ants come in the tent. And unfortunately, I was then at night feast. We've had pheasants chase me around the garden. Um, We've had slugs, snails, spiders, um, more ants, lots of birds. And unfortunately, when you're going outside to go to the tent, since it's pitch black, you step on a lot of slugs.
0: Max, we're going to need to start this podcast with a warning. Anyone listening to this that doesn't like slugs, ants, ants. Insects. Yes. You might need to put a warning at the beginning because that's a lot of insects and think things that probably people don't think about uh, that you've had to put up with mm. every single night. The red ants in particular are giving me slight anxiety. What did they do to you?
1: They just managed to, unfortunately, I was wearing a T-shirt, so they, they managed to find my arm. And in the night, I just woke up going, ow, 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 what's that? Didn't want to turn out the lights and everything because I didn't want to wake myself up, so I kind of just went back to sleep. My arm was feeling quite sore. I woke up
0: the next morning. And I just had like little spread spots, all um, bites, all up my arm. Oh my goodness me! So have you learnt to deal with nature? Have you learnt to sort of you've got the you've got the hacks now? I've learnt just to
1: get in the tent as quickly as I can, shut <laughs> the zip, and stay in the dog. That's all I do. I can't faff around, open the zip, have to go back inside to get my sleeping bag and then go back out to let all the nature in it. It's just a quick, right by one, zip
0: up and then gone. You're in, you're in. And I suppose, you know, it, what makes the perfect setting? What makes the perfect location for pitching a tent? If anybody's listening to this, and think, I'd quite like to go out in the garden tonight and have one night under the stars. Is there a perfect if position? If it's nice weather, then...
1: Um, anywhere, just anywhere in the sun, I suppose. If it's horrible, cold, windy, stormy, um, try and go as kind of as close to the house as you can. Um, because then, if something does happen, like thunder and lightning, the lightning's more gonna go to the house, not your tent.
0: Good tip there. What have you learnt and discovered about yourself that you didn't know you had in you? Um, I suppose I've learned to be much more resilient
1: much more kind of confident as well and um, and I think resilience is one of the biggest things I've kind of had to learn to, because I think there's been a lot of times that we had horrible rain and the tent collapsed and all the rain went in the tents and it was all soaking wet. Um and there's lots of times that I have wanted to come inside but you kind of had to go no, nope, you're doing this for a good cause snap out of it and go back outside
0: When I interview other people about their fundraising, whether it's for a day, a month, six months, you're the only person I've spoken to that's fundraised for such this length of time, for two years, over two years. Everybody I speak to, including myself, can connect with this moment where you think, I've hit rock bottom, I don't want to carry on, can't do it anymore. How do you pick yourself up from those moments? Because I imagine you've had more than one of those moments. How have you kept going? I think a lot of the ambitions has been with the
1: hospice. I think they've just remembering that they do such an incredible job to help other people that all the money's going to them and they're just doing incredible work that I've just wanted to kind of not let them down, to keep on going, to make sure that they can still keep open support we're in lockdown then. And I think, in a way, I know I'd be disappointed in myself I know that I would come back if I did come back inside back then, I would have been, you know what, one one stupid thing brought you down. No, that's not you. You should have kept going out and you could have kept going on. And that's what I've done. So it's been it's been nice that I've not let myself down yet.
0: That's such an inspiring message, Max. You should be really, really proud of yourself because you're, you, were, you were 10 when you started, you're 12 now. You know, there are lots of young boys and girls out there who will be really inspired by hearing that. It's incredible. Yeah. It really is incredible. Now, if you don't mind, I have prepared a quiz. Or oh, no, who has? <laughs> and I haven't done this with anybody else, but as you're a special young gentleman... Um, may I just say, I didn't say it at the very beginning, but you have also uh, some special letters after your name. Do you want to tell everybody about that? British oh, yes. Empire Medal?
1: Um, so, luckily, um, I was on the New Year's Honours list um, on New Year's. And um, luckily, I've been, I'll be awarded the, the
0: BM. That is epic. Now, so, Max, British Empire Medal. Shall we begin the quiz? Yes. It's a quiz which my entire family have contributed towards. So some of the questions are not my questions, but Uh, I think it's a bit of fun. It's um, just supposed to be very lighthearted. I think we'll start with um, my very first question, which is actually my question. All I want you to do is choose one or the other. So you've got Mm. Two answers. You give me your first answer. Okay. Off we go. Ready? Milk chocolate or white chocolate? White chocolate. Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Cheese and onion. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Tidy or messy? Messy. <laughs> TikTok or reels? Oh, uh, TikTok. Early bird? Or night owl?
1: Early
0: bird. Fiction or non-fiction? Ooh. Non-fiction. The bumper cars or a roller coaster? A roller coaster. A headlamp or a handheld torch? A handheld torch. Bed socks or no bed socks? No socks. Shower or a bath? Shower. Electric toothbrush or a regular toothbrush? Electric. Pizza or burger?
1: That's a hard one. Um, I would say
0: pizza. A onesie or a pair of pyjamas? A onesie. Camping or a five-star hotel? (laughs) Camping. Camping. (laughs) Summer or winter? winter dog or cat dog sleeping bag or a duvet sleeping bag ketchup or mayonnaise ketchup sunshine or rain sunshine monopoly or scrabble monopoly school lunch or packed lunch school lunch. Visitors allowed in your tent or no entry? Um, Visitors. Dennis the Menace or Nasher? Nasher. And finally Exeter Chiefs or Bath Rugby? Exeter easily. (laughs) Congratulations you got them all right. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that, Max. It was just a bit of fun, but I thought we'd enjoy getting to know a little bit more about you. Thank you. And I want to just say thank you so much for everything you've done, everything you've been doing, and no doubt will continue to do. Is there one bit of advice you could give anybody that's thinking about fundraising? Um,
1: I think never quit, keep on going. Um, And just remember when it does get hard, that you're doing it for a good cause and that just times all get hard, but just keep on going and it will be worth it.
0: Well, I wish you well in your next chapter. I feel like you might be continuing and I will listen and will follow and I'm sure we'll have you back for another chat perhaps in another year's time max (laughs) but continue to be brilliant enjoy everything you're doing take it all in it's an amazing achievement and we're all very very proud of what you're doing and thank you so much for joining me on what have i done it's been wonderful really enjoyed chatting to you What Have I Done is a Just Voices production and is sponsored by Just Giving. Edited and mixed by Russ Keffert at Audio Egg and presented by me, Caroline Jones.